Welcome to Insights, a production of J.P. Morgan Funds. Insights is an audio podcast that provides perspective on the opportunities and uncertainties facing investors today. Today's program, the Market Insights Weekly Commentary. Hello, this is David Kelly. I'm Chief Strategist here at J.P. Morgan Funds. Today is July 3rd, 2018, and I'd like to take a few minutes to talk about an economy heating up and then cooling down, and how investors should prepare for what comes next. The week ahead should provide plenty of evidence of a continued heating up of the U.S. economy. The ISM and market surveys and services activity should remain at strong levels, while international trade data due out on Friday could add to evidence of roughly 5% real GDP growth in the second quarter. Payroll employment also due out on Friday should show a healthy, roughly 200,000 job gain, with the unemployment rate potentially falling to a fresh 48-year low of 3.7%. Meanwhile, the average hourly earnings of production and non-supervisory workers could accelerate to growth of 2.9% year-over-year, suggesting that the labor shortage is finally putting some upward pressure on wages. The hot spell for the U.S. economy should continue for a few more quarters, as tax cuts feed through to business investment spending and consumption, and companies gradually distribute the extra cash in their balance sheets. Real GDP growth could stay at 3% or above on a year-over-year basis into the first half of 2019. However, the seeds of a slowdown are also being sown. First, fiscal stimulus will fade in 2019 as investment spending, spurred by the introduction of expensing of equipment purchases, is pulling demand forward into 2018. This slowdown could be exacerbated by continued relatively high dollar and the uncertainty caused by tariff battles. Second, the Federal Reserve will likely continue to raise interest rates steadily, with another four or five hikes in the federal funds rate likely to come. A 30-year fixed-rate mortgage now carries an interest rate of 4.55%, up from 3.88% a year ago. If this rate is above 5% by next summer, it could begin to squeeze the housing market. And third, the U.S. labor shortage is getting worse. Due to the retirement of the baby boom, the U.S. population between the ages of 18 and 65 grew by just four-tenths of a percent over the past 12 months and should grow even more slowly over the next year. With immigrant visas down year over year, growth could, could slow purely due to a lack of labor supply. In other words, a shortage of workers could lead to houses that aren't built for lack of carpenters, operations that are postponed for lack of doctors, and restaurants that aren't opened for lack of cooks. Over the next few quarters, both productivity growth and the labor force participation rate will likely be boosted by a lack of available workers. However, by this time next year, the force of both demand and supply will likely have enforced a slowdown on the U.S. economy. This, of course, begs the question of how bad it could get. Are we facing the threat of a recession in 2019 or 2020? And if so, what should investors do about this today? On the first question, the odds probably still support expansion through both 2019 and 2020. However, once the economy slows to 2% growth or below and the unemployment rate stops falling, recession risks will arise. It's easier to fall off a slow-moving bicycle and it is easier for a slow-moving economy to stumble into recession. However, in preparing for the possibility of recession or a bear market, it is crucial that investors recognize the likely nature of these events. The last recession was the single worst downturn since the Great Depression, and each of the last two bear markets in stocks have seen the stock market lose roughly half of its value. However, neither of these is particularly likely in the next recession or bear market. On the economy, it's important for investors to recognize that the U.S. economy has actually become more stable over time, with three of the four longest economic expansions in history occurring in the last 40 years. This is partly due to the growth of the service sector and better inventory management. However, whatever the cause, the implication is that recessions, 
apart from the rather unique global financial crisis, are getting rarer and milder. The probability is that the next recession will be a mild one, much more like the economic downturns of 1990 and 2001 than the slump of 2008, with the unemployment rate topping out below 8% rather than at 10%, as was the case in the last recession. On markets, investors should recognize that the reason for the depth of the last two bear markets was a huge excess in valuation in 2000 and the depth of the recession in 2008-2009. Well, the stock market is not exactly excessively valued today, with a forward P.E. ratio for the S&P 500 of 16.1 times exactly at its 28-year average. It's also worth noting that apart from the last two bear markets, the other nine stock market slumps associated with the recession since World War II have seen a more moderate 25% average decline in stock prices. 25% is still a huge decline. However, given that we cannot time the onset of the next recession and that the market could well go up substantially from here before one occurs, the threat of a moderate bear market is not a good reason to sell out of the stock market today. Rather, it's a good reason to have a balanced and flexible portfolio, to take advantage of a warm-up, adapt to a cool-down, and be appropriately prepared for what might come next. Well, that's it for this week. Please tune in again next week. And if you have any questions in the meantime, please reach out to your J.P. Morgan representative. This content has been produced for information purposes only. And as such, the views contained herein are not to be taken as advice or recommendation to buy or sell any investment or interest thereto. Reliance upon information in this material is at the sole discretion of the recipient. The material was prepared without regard to specific objectives, financial situation, or needs of any particular receiver. Any research in this asset has been obtained and may have been acted upon by J.P. Morgan Asset Management for its own purpose. The results of such research are being made available as additional information and do not necessarily reflect the views of J.P. Morgan Asset Management. Any forecasts, figures, opinions, statements of financial market trends, or investment techniques and strategies expressed are those of J.P. Morgan Asset Management, unless otherwise stated, as of the date of production. They are considered to be reliable at that time, but no warranty as to the accuracy and reliability or completeness in respect of any error or omission is accepted. They may be subject to change without reference or notification to you. J.P. Morgan Asset Management is the brand for the asset management business of J.P. Morgan Chase & Company and its affiliates worldwide. J.P. Morgan Distribution Services Incorporated. Copyright 2018. J.P. Morgan Chase & Company.